Andy Lally, if you could describe this dinner in one word, what would it be? <laughs> I almost threw up there. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley alongside my co-host, Sean Heckman. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, if we sound a little punchy, it's because we've literally been sitting in the same car together for the last 30 days. In fact, as we speak, we are literally driving and recording this. We're a few hundred miles outside of Atlanta. We're in sort of northern Florida, headed home. We've just finished our last, what was actually a breakfast. We basically have been traveling 8,000 miles across 20 states so that we could record 27 conversations with racers from around the country. Drivers, team owners, series people, people in the business of motorsports, people that are trying to get into it but become from other sports, you name it, we talked to them and we wanted to record that for you for free so you could in turn criticize us on Twitter. Now, we were able to pull this off because we drove in, oh, I don't know, what vehicle, Ryan? In Acura MDX. Okay, and I swear there was a special kind of tire on That would it. be the Continental tires. Huh, and it's almost like Continental made this whole thing possible. That is correct. Strange. Weird. So we'll mention them a lot. Thank you. Huh. And our first one was none other than our very own very good friend, Andy Lally, which we started off in Atlanta 30 days ago. Andy Lally is a obviously very accomplished road racer, which we really didn't talk about except from the stock car side of things. We got into very interesting conversations about who we would punch in the face, as well as wrestlers that may have died outside of the ring, <laughs> and various other topics. Uh, for those who don't know who Andy is, first of all, why are you listening? Second of all, uh, Andy is most known for his sports car accomplishments, four-time winner of the Rolex 24 at Daytona, three-time uh, series champion in the Grand Am Rolex Sports Car Series, uh, NASCAR Sprint Cup Rookie of the Year in 2011, in addition to being a semi-accomplished in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and very accomplished in the IGSA Classic Luge category, where he's won two world titles. So, we, uh, we met with Andy for dinner at Amatza, mm. which is in the uh, old fourth ward of Atlanta. I think it's Amatza. What did you have? I had the carne pizza. And I had a chicken sandwich. And uh, let's hear it from Andy. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. WMBC. <laughs> Wait, so how does this work? You order it and then Make, bring it out and then we eat it. Normally you order like right a restaurant. when you walk no, in. I just saying, like, I don't know. <laughs> Normally, right when you walk in, you order. Okay, and so then you they go bring in. it to you. They give you, like, the four. And then, and then somebody the brings it out to you. Yeah. Okay. So okay. some guy comes wandering out with a peaches like, where's the fucking table for? I'll delete uh, that out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, did we start? Maybe. Yeah, we might have. Oh. <laughs> Nobody tells me when we start. This. That's, That's kind of the, the magic like, of this. <laughs> That's the start thing. <laughs> Texting. Uh, so we that whole blah, blah, blah thing that we were just No, no, no. That, that was a legitimate microphone whoa, 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 test. Okay. Whoa, okay. Off to a good get, start. Why we get napkins. Nice job. That's why. That is, in fact, why you got your own table and not the one near the gear. I got the table that's the wibbly wobbly. Okay, we'll clean it up here. You guys wanted a water? I do, but you shouldn't touch it. 
your Thank water you. that's Well, most there. of it's on the table now, if you'd like it. Yeah. I'm going to fix this part All right, right here. So Lally's going to work on the table, but we can keep the conversation. Got a high water table. <laughs> um, How many more days of this trip is oh, there? We're on day one of like 33, my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you won. <laughs> Help me. I fixed it. We good? Yeah. All right. Almost. So crisis avoided. So we uh, we were with Spencer and Tom earlier. I probably shouldn't put it there. And uh, Tom had a very important yeah, question my for you. Yeah, go? Oh, so t so Spence didn't even so come up with the question. Tom did. Well, <laughs> we actually wanted Tom to come up with the question yeah, because right. we figured it'd be a little bit more, you know, something about girls or you oh, know, copy. drinking late nights. Yeah, Spencer knows what not to ask. Spencer would ask me a trivia question that he would get the answer right, and I would a exactly. I'd look like an asshole. Right. So Tom P said, uh, and you know, just so if you're just tuning in. This will be a recurring theme yep. that the d guests that we have now will uh, ask an S one. So oh, hi, uh, everybody. Tom Pompelli asks, Andy Lally, what could be possibly more important than my 70th birthday party? Which Boom. Which declined his invitation. Boom. I didn't decline it. I just didn't. I ignored it. Oh. That's far more believable, wow. actually. That was, honestly, See, that, that, that was my first thought. Because we both thought. He actually he took replied. initiative. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. I the first Evite that I ever <laughs> responded to in my life was <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. Fifteen minutes before I went to the party. Um, <laughs> I believe every word of this. <laughs> so, our so. next guest that we're going to be meeting with is uh, Catherine Legg. Mm. So you have to ask a question. Oh, I remember that. So I was supposed to think about I'm that. To think one of her. We yeah. can come up with it later too. Yeah. Do you want to come, come back to get that? Get back at me. All right. I'm sure he'll remember. Yeah. So am I supposed to answer Tom's question now? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's actually top secret. But so when is this supposed to come out? November 18th. 18th. Yeah. But no one's gonna listen to it. Man, I want I want to answer it so truthfully, but it would be bagging on somebody <laughs> that if this thing actually comes through and I end up having this conflict. And so, so what you're saying we is we can always pretend like we're going to delete it later. You don't want to give the show ratings, is what you're saying. No. Here it comes. So, there's like an itty bitty chance okay. that I'm going to race Charlotte next week in the Xfinity Series race. Oh, oh rad. Okay. So, but I don't think it's going to happen. When's the party on the Saturday? Where is it in Virginia? I Where think is it? Yeah. It's in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. yeah so, so it's not a close. Like if I would, uh, I mean, Maybe if Charlotte. I drove like s it from Charlotte, it'll be six hours. Eh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it'll be a bit of so a how so it, we, I mean, it's not going to be a scoop because come November 18th, you're right, like, oh, it was cool. It really did happen. Or you look like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, no, that's <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm prefacing it with yeah. it did. It's not going to. I really would be really surprised if it happened. Right. So there's still a chance you could show up. To Tom's party, he's not going. He's clearly <laughs> not going. Doesn't matter. It's just we talked to Spence about when you guys first met up. Ever? Yeah. Yep. At Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Swap swords and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> he was saying uh, he was busting your chops, but also paying you to do that. Uh, you were wearing like uh, you know pressed black pants and tucked in shirt and everything, and he was wearing like you know flip flops and. So Andy Lally, uh, and that's kind of a alluding to Andy Lally, the early years. Yeah. Who, let's just say Andy, he was telling the story like he had a button-up and he had press khaki pants. And I didn't I'm have a button-up. Right In fact, now. I didn't even own a button-up unless I was going to a funeral or a wedding. 
Or nightclub in New York, right? Uh, no, <laughs> we just, like, I wore, like, crushed velvet for that. <laughs> um, but the Andy Lally really early years at Daytona were some of the most humbling <laughs> and embarrassing moments of my life. And um, it'd probably make a really good story for a podcast if we were ever going to do Oh. Huh. Shit. Well, hey, I got an idea. Let's talk about Andy Lally early years. When I'm at Daytona, I was hanging out with Spencer Pompelli. It was actually, I was at Daytona for two years before, Pum- before I actually met Pompelli. But what I used to do was think that I was going to get a ride um, by bothering the hell out of people. So, and I was told to do this by people that were giving me advice. And it was actually excellent advice because it made me learn how to network. But I was blind networking. Like right. <laughs> I really don't know how to do this. Now, were you a shy guy by nature? I mean, you're not now. Yes. Right. I, I'm not shy once I open up, once I get to know you. Once I get to know somebody, back then, I wasn't shy. But initially, I was a bit. And um, really, my public speaking class in uh, uh, my public speaking lessons in high school, my senior year, actually helped a little bit of that, being comfortable talking in front of a group and whatever. But, so what I did was, and like every other racer, and any young racers that are doing this, listen, um, don't make those stupid pamphlets where you, like, <laughs> print both sides of a page at Kinko's and then you fold it into a trifold and it's got your picture on it and your your bio and, like, everything you've done from now. I, this is what I did. And some kid handed it to me, like, two weeks ago. Same thing, and I'm like, hey, okay, don't do this. I used to... I was so naive. I didn't really understand how money-driven the sports car stuff was. And I figured, man, this somebody bought a sports car, and they're at Daytona, and the, it says TBA on the driver thing. I'm a driver. I can help. I c- I'll drive your car if you <laughs> need somebody to drive your car. So I would go – I would <laughs> – this is embarrassing. Weird. Huh, but I would go – I would post up things in the bathroom, like – the like t- the tear off, yeah. Yeah, I would post. <laughs> you were the tear off kid. I was a tear off asshole. Holy so shit! I post. You know, um, was anybody else doing this? No. Oh, man. seriously. It's pretty common. Wow. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the for drivers. Yeah, you still see it. I never. I, guess I am. No, I, see I it. would. Yeah. The, the old Daytona garages back in the '90s were. You'd have like a. Uh, there was a men's room right next to the media section, and they were all individual, smaller like groups of ten garages, and um, so I had my name like you know. Driver right here with helmet will race for food or something dumb like that. My name, uh, I think I just gotten an email address that year. It's like '96, and um, and but I had my cell phone number, and I put my I, I you know hand wrote this out on a thing and then printed like <laughs> ten of these copies, and put my cell phone number like 20 times on the edge of the thing, and I tore off everything. And I remember I, I taped it up in the men's room, and I looked at it, and I and I tore one piece off. Right. So somebody's con- – <laughs> so yeah. somebody was like – Right. Somebody – yeah. Like, oh, wow, we, we better one, get all of this. One guy already yeah. called him, so we, we should probably we, take we, another one yeah. too. <laughs> and I did this like two years in a row before somebody started making fun of me. And I would, oh, I would go back like on the hour, like as if I had to pee. And, doing and the rounds. And we just walk in and be like, nobody took one. Shit. Like, no way. But the other thing, one of the other more humbling stories <laughs> was. I w- yeah, no, I would walk around in, like, my khakis with pleats 
and like a brown belt and like a white shirt tucked into it and my old Echo shoes and like my business card and my little pamphlets. And I would introduce myself and reintroduce myself to team owners year after year after year. Sure. And I remember like the third year I came through the garage. Uh, I remember I came around the corner and like you get used to like spotting the team owner. Yeah. You know, the Who, team manager. By the way, sees you and then goes. Oh. Right. Well, so, so that's exactly what happened. If this kid comes by, just tell me, tell me I got a photo meeting. Ke Kevin Doran. I, I walk around the corner. And there's Kevin Doran. Who's very pleasant. <laughs> He's a great guy, actually. Oh. <laughs> I, I look funny. at him, and we make eye contact, and I'm like, there he is. And he's like five garages down. So I start like, I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm, I'm doing like a little hustle down. He looks at me, and immediately his head snaps back <laughs> into the garage. And he like kind of looks back, and he disappears into the garage. <laughs> so I'm coming kind of at a perpendicular angle to those garages, so I can't see that where he's gone into the garage. And I get there, and I get there, and I like hustle up, and I like peek my head in, and I dare not step into the garage where the right. crew and everything is working. I, I wait outside, and I look, and his head's down inside the door of the prototype that he's just waiting uh, for inside you the leave. cockpit of the right. prototype right. that he's in. And he's just staring at the floor. <laughs> and I wait there for like a minute, maybe like maybe two minutes, and he... He like slowly pulls his head out of the cockpit <laughs> and like looks at the garage door opening and I'm there and I like wave. We make eye contact again, and, and the look of like, God damn, uh, this again. Kid is still here. Well, <laughs> I'll talk to him. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? That's, that's our fine. first F bomb. Uh, is it? That's like yeah, a big no, deal is, yeah. in the yeah. whole podcast ever. You're only the yeah. second. Didn't so. we say it like thirty? You said it like. Oh, oh come on now. <laughs> like right, we weren't we weren't we recording, recording this. One of those. Yeah. 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 You said you did it. So anyway, he looks up at me and he's like, ah, and like I see this look and there's nothing. I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me and I'm here, but I'm gonna freaking talk to him anyway. <laughs> like, hey, and I, so I, you know, it. Relentless. It, and, and, and I think Kevin's like, hide me to the rest of the crew, right? You right. know, and so they're all looking at me also, like, ah, and <laughs> they're happy that their boss was probably breaking their balls, right? Is now getting his, yeah. You know, I do this to people all the time still. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Long story short, be that kid, hustle, get humbled, because at some point when you finally do get a ride and they say your name over the speaker, loudspeaker, Kevin Doran's going to be like, oh, yeah. I ignore that kid. That little annoying kid that <laughs> always came around yeah. finally got a ride in something. Um, and it, it, it builds a relationship even though you might not get a ride now, but it builds a relationship where if you actually do find a way into a ride some way, somehow, not saying it can't happen from that, but there'll be already a relationship built and, and sports car team owners tend to go with guys they know. They don't pull somebody out of the blue. Uh, they tend to go with somebody that, that they know if they have a choice, if you're a good guy and you're fast, it's going to work. Yeah, you look at a lot of the, the guys that get rides over the years, it's like always their same, you know, they use yeah. their go-to people. Yeah. You know, Bill Riley loves Mark Goosens. Exactly. exactly. You know, for example, and so that guy's always in a car if he's running one. The thing I've heard you say to kids <coughs> a lot, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the thing I've heard you say a lot, which I actually love, um, is don't get bitter. Don't get bitter. Which is insanely hard when you're 20 and you're watching kids who maybe had better means than you or just the right opportunity came their way or they're paying for it. I mean, I, I see I see kids that are 30 <laughs> <laughs> that are bitter. <laughs> and it's actually easier to be bitter then because at yeah. 20 you're like, oh, soon it'll be my turn. At yeah, 30 right. you're like, Arr! you know, you've seen so many people that are younger than you or with less experience get an opportunity at something and you hate the world and 
you're maybe stuck coaching or doing something that you don't want to be doing or, you know, that you would, you know, 10 years ago, you're like, man, it'd be awesome if I coached all the time and made all this money and doing this, but now you want to drive and um, it hadn't progressed. You haven't been lucky enough to meet the right guy at the right time or you're a bitter asshole and you just haven't made the weight. That right. shows through more than any, any trait of a race car driver is the bitter, unappreciative, he got that ride. He didn't deserve it. Blah, right, blah. Right. I deserve that ride. It's never going to happen like that. I mean, I seventy-five um, percent of my career can be attributed to luck. Right. That I was in the right place at the right time and was able to perform at that time. But there's been plenty of really good drives that I've had that nobody's known about, cared about, or seen. That didn't happen. And there's been plenty of kids in front of me, <coughs> younger than me, that have gotten opportunities that I think I was much more. Uh, Suited for, suited track. for, yeah. yeah, deserving for, suited for, whatever. But never, ever, ever, kids out there, show that bitter beer face. So I drivers do. still do leave those things in the bathroom. I swear to God, I have seen it. Now I've it's seen always them like some 19-year-old like, car. I've seen them like for that. like equipment, well, yeah, you know, like sense. like race cars or whatever. But but my my point is, is that why are we not calling these people? Oh oh, sh you know, I was just thinking is like if I was if I had seen that now. I would take that number and I'd tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd tear like, five of them off. <laughs> right. <could> really, <laughs> right. Now he's sitting. He's like, oh, guys, I can't go out tonight. Dude, Phone he's calling. I got to ride tomorrow. Five people got my number. Yeah. I'd go on, <laughs> on Twitter and be like, hey, everybody, let's call Andy Lally at midnight. Here's his number. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did we tell everybody where we're eating? Um, we'll probably do that in a little intro, but you can say it again. It's fine. Because you like this place a lot. I love this yeah. place. We're eating at a place called the Maza in... Um, I don't think it's called a Mazza. Mazza. I think it's, it's a Mazza. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you, educated? Let's ask the bartender no. lady. Yeah, oh. or, or maybe you just hey. uh, It's a Mazza. <laughs> Is it a Mazza? <laughs> You're doing your famous, I'm going to call people <laughs> from Daytona. Hey. Oh. Did she kiss him? Yeah. Oh. Oh, she she said either or, yeah. basically. Yeah, she basically said you're not right. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Pleasure. Very nice to meet you. Yeah. I am Sean. Sean. Yeah. Hello. Nice to meet you. Yes, other Love guy. the red. Hey, man. I'm Ryan. Nice hey, to meet Sean. Hugh, Hugh, just bragging see, about you, Hugh, you own this place, right? Yeah. Okay. Very important Say question. Say the name. Ha! Ha, motherfucker. Second F-bomb of the show. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Awesome. Thanks, buddy. It's the best pizza yeah, place Yeah, we love this planet, place, man. Yeah, love it. Very good. That's cool. Man, that guy's young. I thought he'd be... Uh, yeah. This place is cool. It's a, it's a hipster part of town. I should have yeah. started this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. <laughs> Young guy getting pizza jobs. <laughs> but he was putting his number on the bathroom of Domino's. I'm out of here. <laughs> so here's a good story. Like 10 years ago, we go to the Andretti Speed Lab, which is like a local indoor go-karting thing. And uh, so you get your little racer name okay. that they put on the computer. Of and course so, you do. Yeah. And so we're all putting in, like, you know, Darth Vader and, you know, whatever. And Lally goes with Stinky Tits. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, my God. I forgot about this. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, we're all thinking it's hilarious. And, like, in his heat, it's like Stinky Tits, P1. We're like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. And it's on every TV screen in the whole place. <laughs> oh, my God. They said it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So and this was just last year. No, that was ten years ago. Okay. Okay. So, so he's then, like, already thirty. So I mean, like two oh. years ago, we go back, you know, 
to go like cart or whatever yeah. and, and like meet up with a bunch of people and uh, you know you give them your driver's license your credit card and they like look you up in the system and they're like oh okay uh, they're like lally uh, oh uh, stinky tits <laughs> crying laughing <laughs> you know me it had completely left my it could have been a week as I declared earlier, Andy Lally is the Snapchat <laughs> of human conversation. So. Uh, and I somehow believe that. Yeah, no, that was a, that was pretty epic right there. Nice. Yeah. Who were we with? We could were with somebody that probably would Yeah, it was like, oh, that. hey. Can you pull it away from your mouth again? We just inhaled we? it. Yeah. Sorry. Whoa. That's all right. First ever podcast. <coughs> a little closer. You need First ever podcast. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good, I think, until I change my mind again. Uh, what's uh, – so you ordered – I ordered the um, – uh, cashew cheese, right? It's cashew cheese. It's a, it's a fresca with uh, cashew cheese. So it's – instead of – it's got – it's a pizza with no tomato sauce. It's got cashew cheese instead of mozzarella cheese sub. And then it's got um, spinach and sliced tomatoes and garlic. It mixed it in the cheese, and it's a spicy and garlicky mix. Have you had the cashew cheese with tomato sauce on there? Like, is that yeah. an option too? And the margarita pizza here at Amata is um, <laughs> their regular one. That's what I was eating for a while. Catherine actually ordered this um, like a month or two ago. She's like, I want to try something different. I'm like, nothing's better than the margarita pizza. Do the same thing always. Do this. I eat the same thing until I'm sick of it. When and I, I, I stop going to that restaurant. When I first met this guy, he used to eat a chicken breast and broccoli and mashed potatoes every day, twice a day. At Outback. At Outback, yeah. Hey, what if I need water? Ask for water. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a self-serve water station. Well, I guess you answered your own question. Right. So you get water? I don't know how The court's not that long, so this will be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, Something that I don't know what made me think of this earlier, but I remember you were telling me once that somebody miss, uh They thought you were Andy Pilgrim. All the time. Right. Yeah. Has this that ever happened in person, though, where they oh, thought yeah. you were somebody else? Oh, yeah. Okay. All who, the time. Who'd you get? Like, who'd they think you were? Andy Pilgrim. It face-to-face? Oh, yeah. He's, just, he's got an All English the time. accent. <laughs> huh. And he's... 15 years older than well, I. Well, they probably right. don't actually pay attention. They just know an Andy, and he's in a driver's seat. Right, yeah. but yeah. most of the time, the driver's seats have the last names on them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, uh, like, they don't have a Cadillac logo on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I drove the GTO. Yeah, that's right. So it was some sort of Pratt & Miller relationship a while back, and ever since then. Yeah. And I was teamed with Johnny Con- O'Connell that year for a, a race, too, and, uh, and fellows. And so now... At least twice a year, I get. Really? Even now? Yeah, I get people that have talked to me for like a minute. Well, a minute into a conversation, like, man, big fan. Yo, just could you sign this? Cool. I'm signing it. They're like, yeah, you know, back in the, that Daytona, that time you won Daytona. I'm like, yeah, cool. But, and, like, and then the Cadillac, man, I love that Cadillac. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not, nope, nope. Yeah, it looks me. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Seen it on TV. You're thinking Andy <laughs> Pilgrim, and they, then they just stare at me, and they're like, no. no. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> What's it like uh, living in the South after growing up? I mean, because you're kind of like a – I mean, I'm from here, so I'm allowed to be a little bit of a redneck, but you drive an F-150, 
you. <laughs> uh, what's the best way to put Have this? Have you been to Long Island with him? Yeah. Because it like the Long Island comes flying out <laughs> <laughs> when when you like normal like I can as soon as we I cross I over the Verrazano yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shirt comes off wife beater <laughs> yeah no, like, he like cracks a beer if I met you there's only like a few key words that would trigger the fact you're from New York but I swear we went you and Shannon and I went to Long Island oh yeah I remember that and like we stepped. Literally, just like a foot came out of the door by like a pe- like the world's best pizza place. It was oh, Paradise, Paradise Pizza. pizza. Yeah, yeah, that is that is yeah. a good pizza place. Uh, next was, to the right? and uh, uh, and I swear we got just one <laughs> foot out of the door like hey, that's <laughs> <laughs> at the pizza place though. Yeah, 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 that's that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like I swear we like Shannon and I like hadn't even been out of the car. We hear somebody going. <laughs> like, oh, how he, is this possible? He's returned. <laughs> golden, Streamers are out. The golden child. <laughs> but yeah, you drive an F one fifty. You have a derp. You have a quad that I've watched you crash like fifteen times in my parents' backyard. Yeah. Shoot guns at propane tanks. Yeah, I'm I'm half redneck. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. But like your boys back home, do they like see the stuff post online and they're like, oh, "I want to get in on that," or yeah. they're like, "What happened to you?" No, no, they <laughs> they're all about it. Um, oh, and you race NASCAR. I guess I should have added that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> half of them half of them move south anyway. But a lot of my boys that are still back on the island. They're all about it. They they see it. They want to come down, and hang, <laughs> and, and experience some of it. And you have a loyal group of friends. I gotta say, because uh, like Watkins Glen, Lime Rock, it's always the same. Like four or five guys that show up at every event, and they're just there to cheer you on, which I can't say I would have that if I was in the same position. No, I've got some good buddies back home that uh, I've been friends with for, you know, 20, 30 years, and real good people that uh, I miss them back there. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they, when I get back to the island, I mean, I, I, I pretty much I see my parents when, when my mom and my stepdad were living there, see them for a little while, stop by, see my dad, and then head out to – Napertandis and Northport and catch up with, you know, 10 or 12 good friends that hadn't seen in a while and catch up and shoot the cheese and um, <laughs> did I say shoot the cheese? It's not vegan. I meant, yeah. <laughs> ah. So outside, of, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Outside of Guy Cosmo, you don't hear about kind of New York City and Long Island based drivers. Like um, what was the scene like growing up? Yeah, no, there was not much of a racing scene for me. Notable Long Island race car drivers. Steve Park. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. okay. Yeah, he's from there. Uh, in fact, we went to the same high school. So d- so you, Bob Varsha, and Steve Park. Bob Varsha went to my high school, graduated my high school. was on right. the track team, I think. Yep. Um, and then another Long Island notable that most people in auto racing don't know about uh, is Dan Gurdon. Huh. Oh, really? He was yeah, uh, born in Long Island and uh, moved out to California when he was a young kid. But uh, uh, one of my coolest press releases uh, Linda Mansfield used to do my press releases back when I was doing like U, uh, USF 2000 series back in the day, and um, she did my first press release when we won Daytona in 2001, and she, Dan Gurney was on her, e- you know, email list or whatever, and um, he got he got the press release, printed it, signed it to li- she said, hey hey Linda. Tell Andy congratulations uh, from another Long Islander. And oh, that's I've cool. got that framed yeah. in my trophy that is room. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. So I went vegan for like what was it, eight weeks between wow. Daytona twenty four fourteen to my birthday, which is like the week after Seabird. Okay, yeah. Cold, just like yeah. literally, like that's I landed tough. in L A. Yeah. and that was it. I did vegan. that like 
three or four years ago for a month. Yeah. Yeah, eight weeks is tough. Yeah, no, it was tough. Yeah. And, but that was exactly why I did it. Because I knew if it was like a week, it wouldn't be a big deal. Because sure. the novelty of it would go. So I wanted to go two weeks past it being annoying. Right. To see how it actually went. It's funny you both say that because when I tried, right. I failed. Well, I had no intention times. on succeeding. Like yeah, I but, knew I wasn't right. going to stick with it. I just wanted to see what it was yeah, like. Yeah, I did it just to see what I it was like. I had an intention on sticking. And the <laughs> first 10 times I do it, literally... I would last less than 24 hours. Well, because you know you have a lifetime ahead when but, you know there's a goal. Right, but was it on purpose or was it like you'd eat something you thought was legit and then you'd look into it later and realize it wasn't? Because that, that actually caught me out on, like, chicken stock, you yeah. know, and rice. I was like, oh, rice and beans, good to go. Yeah. And then turned no, out to not I be. I mean, that's still every once in a while somebody lies to me or sure. sometimes I miss something on a label and yep. I'm like, ah, shit. You just write that down. and Right, right. It's just a demerit yeah, to zero. Remember this for later. Yeah, remember yeah. this day doesn't count. <laughs> oh, um, we were thinking different things. <laughs> oh, but where I was going with that was uh, uh, I literally chose that window because living in L.A., there's plenty of vegan options, so I could go to restaurants and shop, and it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. But going to Sebring was very t- was difficult. And luckily, right. you know, you and I with, with Lori at Magnus, we have a, somebody who understands how to cook vegan food. Right. But on the road, landing at the airport, like my coming from California, you know, it's always a seven hour trip because of the, you know, time changes and the whole thing. So you always land and it's always midnight and you need to find something that's available and open. And all of a sudden Burger King isn't an option anymore. Mm. Um, so how do you deal with that? You go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Bean, bean burritos, so bean. guac. Okay. That's what I did. That was like my go-to for uh, some junk food. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm road tripping, I'm Chipotle, I'm Taco Bell. You can always count on Taco Bell and Wendy's being open at whatever. So if I'm really just eating really crappy, I go to Taco Bell, get some bean burritos minus the cheese. So it's just refried beans and onions and a, yeah, and a, and a wrap. Yeah. Or I get french fries somewhere. Or if there's a if there's a Subway open, I go to Subway. The whole wheat uh, bread is egg and dairy-free. And then I just get the veggie. I get the avocado. I get the tomatoes. I get the spinach. I get the cucumbers and uh, a little bit of spicy mustard. And I toast that right up. Boom. Gone. Boom. Boom. So Atlanta's a good place for you to live in since there's so many like forward thinking food operations. For people that might have giggled when you just heard that, <coughs> it really is. You may you may kind of stereo if you're north or midwest or even west coast, you hear Atlanta, you may kind of think old school right. southern Tradition. whatever. Yeah. The city of Atlanta has more green space than you can imagine compared to most other cities uh, that with this kind of Do you of think it still holds that stigma, though? I mean, I, I maybe it's because I've been here so much and being a Californian, I've kind of let go of that stigma, but I don't know that it's still true that people look at Atlanta and be like, oh, all them rednecks out there. Yeah, I come from Long Island, and they're like, how's it going down yeah. there? Yeah, just no, like, yeah I get really, that everywhere yeah. I get to. I mean, my parents yeah. moved down here, and they're like, with concern, like, oh, God, are we going to find anything down there? And they're like, oh, wow, look, it's yeah, like New York, but... With yeah, better highways and, and warmer, <laughs> yeah. and I can get in a car and I can go to the supermarket, which may be a mile further away, but there's l- like one tenth the traffic to get yeah, there. Right. And Less people for sure. Yeah. So and cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta kicks ass. So it's this. This has. This is not on topic at all. Which nothing has been. Yeah. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> if you could punch one driver in the face in the series that you race against now, who would it be? Uh, I like that he's actually I, giving it thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like yeah. going through a Rolodex. Yeah, right yeah I got like seven guys. Okay, that guy, no. I'm going to get him later, so I don't need to say him. Right. I don't want him to know it's coming. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> that guy. Uh, actually, I'm friendly with most guys in my series. Oh, uh, uh, you backed but off. No, no, I'm <laughs> bad. 
Spencer I, had a way better answer. No, yeah. it'd be Yakuman. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's Pile an easy one. Cool. What, uh, was there an incident that stands out? Or no, just I like just watch him do 20 <laughs> dumb things and then tell, him, <laughs> tell everybody that's what Senna does. And yeah, right, <laughs> right, and right. And then before that, it would be that French idiot that used to run with level five. Christophe Bouchou. Bouchou. I remember that. I'd yeah. pound yeah. that guy into the ground yeah. for fun. You and Pruitt had like a back and forth for a little while. Yeah, we did, but that was that was ten years ago. Yeah. But um, we're we're at, we squashed that a bunch of years ago, and we're actually pretty friendly now. We were just talking after Petit. Uh, he he's a cool guy, you know. We we're 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 both a very similar aggressive kind of whatever. And uh, yeah, we had it out once in pit lane at Watkins Glen, and almost walked across the street so we could be off the property to settle it. And <laughs> But it's cool. We squashed it. He's, yeah. he, he's, he's cool. Lally has like a really intimate knowledge of wrestling. I didn't know that actually. Like he knows all the old wrestlers. Oh, from okay, like late eighties yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I was that. a big WWF. The originals. Yeah, yeah. Like all of them. Today, and like yeah, who they yeah. were like a part of their little cliques and like gangs and stuff. Yeah. I I can't think of any wrestlers right now. <laughs> is the Undertaker still a wrestler? I mean, Did he eventually die. I mean, I know. Okay, John Cena. He's like a guy. Like right. the, I yeah. mean, they see like Cena vi fighting like a Undertaker. The Rock. The Rock. Is yeah. he still a thing? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. Yeah. He still shows up. Still he makes his little cameos. Yeah. Mm. I say this like I watch. But <laughs> he, shows <laughs> he, shows up. he shows up. He was on uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Royal Rumble '93. Back in April, <laughs> about a month ago. Yeah. Um, I watched WrestleMania One. <laughs> wow. Back when it wasn't called WrestleMania One. Did you have one of those it's little stretchy dolls? WrestleMania. No, but I had the figures. Oh, The okay. action figures. Yeah, they, they, they My dad called them dolls. They could play with dolls. This <laughs> 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 is Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. They're fighting Greg the Hammer Valentine See? and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. There it is. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the last one? Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, of yeah, course. No, yeah, no. That's a thing. He got So, <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake, let me tell you something about him. Shut up. I knew it. Yeah, he, he, he was. Remember when parasailing was cool for like a minute? No. No. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like nineteen. That must have been an island thing. Yeah. Okay. I was fine. Anyway, so he's flying around an island. You know, a boat tows some jackass around. Like in real life, you mean? In real life. Okay. For real. And this is how he got out of the WWF. <laughs> some other guy was flying his boat in the other direction, and they linked two parachutes together, and he smashed headfirst into another guy. That guy died, and Bruce the Barber Beefcake, now, if you look at him, had, had to have reconstructive face surgery <laughs> and looks nothing like he used to look back in the day. You guys are laughing. This is a horribly tragic story. <laughs> I just... True. <laughs> Google that. What a horrible image. <laughs> I mean, so you ever well, like cross snort. two balloons yeah, exactly. and, and they turn and turn and turn really fast? <laughs> like spin around and it's fine, like boom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so there's a little WWF trivia for you. So Spencer's interview was very racing, career-oriented. Very, like, professional. Yeah, oh, very we were supposed like, to talk about auto racing? Nah, no, fine. exactly. Like, we were like, like hmm, we want. Lally, yeah. Lally's going to be easier. During our debrief, <laughs> we were like, maybe we should have steered away from that stuff. Yeah. Now we've covered zero racing outside of your cool Scott Pruitt. And that I you don't, don't like Yakiman. You don't like I used seven. to post pictures. I used to post 
posted. I like. I didn't know that you were the the, the yeah, the, was the, the tear off kid. kid. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think we should recreate one of those for the twenty four hour. Do you find that's a great yes. idea? You know what I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I don't get fired by Magnus, well, we'll, we'll know by now when the listeners. But yeah, come November. Well, that's working with Magnus or not. Well, Sean, you, you work at Magnus. What's it looking like? Is he around next November eighteenth? What are we? <laughs> what are we trying to think now? What's John told let you? Me, is let it? me send John a text. Yeah. So. <laughs> Podcast needs some ratings. <laughs> can, can, can we, we let Lally know? That was funny until just now when I was listening to this on the radio on November 18th. <laughs> they I was, knew. I was they driving, totally knew. I was driving to Moe's because that's where I'm working now. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, if, but if you, because you know, Those you guys. still you're still involved with things like uh, Safe is Fast, and and uh, are you involved with like the Mazda Road? I, I, I have for the last. Um, I was involved in the Team USA program in 1999. I was fortunate enough to be chosen and get to race over in England. So for the last 15 years past that, I've actually been a sponsor of the program as well. And uh, that uh, that reminds me, actually, I got to give Jeremy a check this year. Uh, it's coming up for these kids. We'll write you a note real quick. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, a little post-it. Hey, November 18th, you probably still haven't paid <laughs> Jeremy Shaw. <laughs> Send the freaking check in. The kid's already in England. <laughs> He's starving. He's starving. <laughs> he doesn't have a return ticket. <laughs> he lives there now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I've been involved with that. And then from the Team USA project, uh, Safe is Fast. Um, Started. I've been a member of also the uh, Road Racers Driving USRDCRP or whatever it's called. I haven't paid my dues in like 10 years. <laughs> I keep, <laughs> keep breaking my chops about that. But I wanted to see a little more action done initially. But the safest, fast thing is cool. I think it's a good initiative for kids. Right. I think what they do with the PRI show is really good. Well, but my point is... Jeremy Shaw is like an American hero for young racers. Yeah, that's he's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent. Pull the mic a little away from you just because you keep breathing into it. I gotta get one of those. Jeremy Shaw is like the best guy ever. Amazing. Let's try to remember to put a fuzzy thing on it. Okay. Um, next time. Uh, and then the mic too. Yeah. Yes. Ha. I know, but where I was going with that. So when the kid comes There's to you, joke. when the when the pleated khakis kid comes to you with the <laughs> nobody does know, that anymore. Waiting for the garage. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, they, now they just send you a Facebook really? message. Really? Yeah. Who? Who? I get it all the time. My point is, pleated pants. Do you find yourself patient with that kid? Yes. No. I. I. Most of the time, they found me at an appropriate time. Sure. Because I don't do a lot of Magnus. <laughs> or anywhere. So I'm sitting around a lot. <laughs> um, no. But uh, a lot of times, if they find me at an appropriate time, I will give some advice. Typically, what happens if they haven't found me and the team manager or John takes this kid pamphlet, I walk up in the office, I see it, and I throw it in the trash bin. Because I don't want this kid trying to take my job. So, <laughs> sorry, like, kids. Can you hand this to John for me? You know how many? T- you know how many? You know how many of my pamphlets that like Bill Oberlin threw in the garbage? Cause <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Will Turner right. was like, "Hey, this little kid stopped by. He wants a thing." And Bill yeah, is only like, guy, "That guy killed somebody." Yeah. By the way, Bill at the so time never hire him ever. <laughs> he hates BMWs. <laughs> Did you know Spencer almost killed somebody? Yeah. In a he ran somebody over. Hey, tell the battery story from uh, drug testing NASCAR. Oh. This is like, I love this story. I guess I, I can do that. This. I mean, you don't have to. you've already been kicked out of that Xfinity ride by right. now. It's November yeah. something. You're not in the chase. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in NASCAR, you, um, 
you what you get weighed twice a year. So they they now you don't have to the swallow the mic as badly. Sorry. Sorry. You're used to the webcast. We have that. We don't have it. For I'm this. just trying to show some energy. Okay. Um, energy. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. I remember you went into the NASCAR season with a plan for your weight. Like you were eating right. like okay. super heavy, trying to like bulk up. Bulk the up for Daytona. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So here's, so in NASCAR, starting the year before I started doing this, so starting in 2010, I, my rookie year was 2011, they weigh the driver, and they take that weight at, at the Daytonas. So the first race of the year and then the, the and this is beginning of the second half of the year. They tech the driver, the car when, and driver weight combined. Right, when the 71 car pulls up a tech, I'm never there. Right, so they and say, they say minus this much. 100 and whatever pounds. Yeah. And so what so you, you try test, to do is you bulk heavy. up yeah. for the day, for Daytona because it really doesn't matter for weight, and then you try to cut weight like crazy after that. Or you bulk up and you add weight to your body. So Do other people <clears> do this, or is this something you came up with? No, no. Well, I came up with it. I'm right. like, oh, here's what I'm going to yeah, make yeah, tungsten yeah. inserts in my shoes. <laughs> of course, I never did any of that <laughs> like, <laughs> Or I'll eat a I lot of I get there, bread. and they're like, hey, it's time to do the thing. I'm like, Guzzling water, <laughs> and I'm and I'm like trying. I'm like, what can I? Wear? And I put like another jacket on and like two pairs well, of wait, jeans. So the first you go away in at Daytona. I go away in at Daytona, and I'm like all proud of myself because I'm like, all right, man. I probably like they only did it back then. They only did it in ten pound increments. Now they do it to the five pound increment or to the pound. Okay. So if you were 181, it was the same as being 189. So. I was like 172 pounds or so. So all I was trying to do was get to 181. Right. And I'd be proud because I was going to be 10 pounds lighter than, than whatever. All I only sure. have to do is hit 180. So I'm drinking a bunch of water, blah, blah, blah. And we're like going to go run this thing. I'm putting extra clothes on and I'm putting some in my pockets to just like sockets and crap like that. And so I get to the, to the thing and I'm nervous as hell because it's the Daytona 500. Yeah. And I'm you going to go to tech and yeah. I'm, I'm cheating. <laughs> and, yeah. and in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And so... And I could say this now because he's back in Australia. Ambrose, who's a buddy of mine, I met him back in 2005 when he came to do the 24-hour for the first time. He, we were teammates back then, same team, different car. And uh, he comes walking up in a parka that is <laughs> clearly clearly <yeah>. stuffed <laughs> with all sorts of shit. And he's got um, cargo pants on, yeah. pockets are stuffed, and he's got <laughs> a, a huge cargo pants. So he's got jeans on under there, and he's laughing his ass off behind me. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I'm like, uh, they don't not make you take that off? He's like, didn't last year. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I weigh in. I'm like 182 pounds. So I went overboard. I'm like, I, all I had to do was be 180 or 181. I can't right. remember what it was. And I'm all proud. He gets on a scale. He's 210. <laughs> and Ambrose he's is 5'8". Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not skinny, but he's probably 165 to 175 right, right, or right. something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to raise my hand and make, wait. But you're mad that I, he's out-cheated you exactly. with the same idea. And, but, like, <laughs> like, the guy sitting on the scale Doesn't pad. Doesn't even so care. It's the scale pad in tech. So it's not like a, a bathroom scale pad. Yeah. You're literally walking up to... Where they, where, the cars. where they ride the cars on. Yeah. You just get on the right front. That's so where you do your thing. And everybody's standing there. And I'm, and I'm like, I, I get off and I'm like, ha ha. And I'm like, I got it. And I'm like, I can walk away right now. And this is, this is done. But I want to see Ambrose. Boom, 210. I'm like, what the? I, I couldn't be like, wait, no, no. Hey, look <laughs> under his parka. Parka? You wearing a parka? It's, it's 78 degrees out in Daytona. <laughs> and uh, Brisk anyway. 78. Yeah, so. Yeah. The next so long story here. Sorry. So then you cut, you know, you cut way back down to like one seventy two yeah, or whatever. Go through the rest of the season. Yeah. I get drug tested like ninety five times. I, okay, no, not ninety five times, but in a thirty race schedule for me, I got drug tested six times, 
Did my mic just turn? Yeah, I did that by design. Oh, that's, okay. that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, now I can't hear myself. Okay, that's uh, fine. Keep going. Keep going. I'll get it. Go. No, it's fine. I don't care. Get going. Um, you get drug tested. So I get drug tested like six times throughout the season. Like every, it, like I got drug tested at the beginning, drug tested like ten races in, and then during the summer I'm getting drug tested like three weeks in a row. So I get drug tested, uh, I get drug tested again, and then we show up to Richmond, uh, which is just after or a couple races after the Daytona spring race or whatever, and I weighed back in at Daytona pretty freaking heavy, like 190, and. We get to Richmond, and we get done with first practice. And official leans in. He's like, uh, "You got to go up in the office. Go go to the office." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, "That, that had happened." No, that hadn't happened okay. yet. The, 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 yeah, nothing else. Nothing happened like that yet. Right. And they they didn't say anything. And so I'm like, "Oh, shit. they 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 suspected me for cheating on my weight." So <laughs> I I run in. I get done with practice. I'm sweating like crazy. I take my suit off. I put my jeans on, and in my jeans, I'm putting batteries. Like D batteries, right? D batteries, yeah. like crazy <laughs> amounts of like sockets and D batteries and everything I could stuff into my front and back pockets <laughs> to go to the thing. And I go to the office, and they're like, I'm like, you guys wanted to see me? And they're like, uh, no. And I'm like, uh, was somebody just, and like, oh, yeah, you're getting drug tested. Other, other trailer. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so let me, ex let me explain to you what happens in the drug test when they do a random at the track. You, they say, hey, come with me. They grab you. you. They walk with you, and they bring you into the men's room, and they stand next to you. They don't have to watch, but what they have to they do have to is it. watch you empty your pockets <laughs> so that you're not bringing in a false sample. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, I can't have a friend pee in a cup, and then I pretend <laughs> to stand there and then hand them a cup that was in my pocket my whole time. <laughs> so... I have to take down my driver's suit, reveal that I have jeans underneath my driver's suit that I just got out of practice, and I have to take, like, four D batteries out of my left pocket and, like, a one-inch, one-and-a-quarter, one-and-a-half-inch socket out of my right pocket and everything else, all the other bolts and that are in my back pocket, and place them in this tray that they have for me to hold all my, my stuff. It's just this, like, clown car. And it's yeah. literally, and I'm, and I'm like. you never have. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're like, so why are you driving with it's this? A, it's like this male nurse, Fokker's standing there, and he's <laughs> got his thing. And he's just looking at me, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, do you work for the series? He's like, no, I work for Aegis. Aegis is the drug test. Okay. And I'm like, it's a long, dumb story, but <laughs> I didn't think I was getting drug tested. I thought I was getting weighed. <laughs> and he didn't have a clue. Right? Yeah, right, right, This right, guy right. was just like, he was like, assigned I just from the piss? local. Yeah. yeah. Just, pee like, just pee in this friggin' thing. I just thing look at pee. That's all I Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you, whatever. I remember you were telling me that you joked with him. You were like, these are my cell phone batteries. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he just like stonewalled you. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, that good. <laughs> yeah so there was my <laughs> 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 story. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, that's on record. Yeah, so there's so. that. So but Ambrose is the yeah, real evil well, one. Well, no, so, but yeah, here's the thing. It's like I can't imagine you and Ambrose are the only ones who've thought of this. So they must all do oh, it. Oh, they all do. So what's the point? Yeah, honestly, I think they honestly, here's, so I think they changed it when Danica was going to – when they knew Danica was coming. Yeah, right. I, I think enough people were like, okay, she weighs 95 pounds. Right. Yeah. And Tony that. Stewart weighs 195 pounds. 195 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> and and – uh, and, uh, <laughs> He's retired by now. Oh, no, he's on. No, he's yeah. got another year. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know it. Yeah. But he's never going to hear this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's game on. <laughs> so, uh, I'm rich and famous. 
so <laughs> it was before Danica actually signed with Stuart Haas, so they, I'm sure they, yeah, somebody was complaining about weight. Yeah. You know, somebody from the IndyCar series was like, well, she won big guys say light. And so NASCAR was like, well. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge, you know, 50 pounds is 50 a, pounds is, is much. You know 20 pounds I mean? is so big. I mean, I was, I was yeah, cheating yeah. to get an like extra 10 Carl out of the car. Carl Edwards is probably a 200-pound guy. Exactly. You know, he's yeah. a big yeah. dude. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Jack Newman. Yeah. <laughs> His neck alone is right. like yeah. 48 pounds. <laughs> I never heard that. Try to take that guy down yeah. with a taser. That's a, yeah. that's amazing. That's a classic. I love yeah. that one. Yeah. Have you ever noticed how bad his movie taste is? Oh, horrible. This yeah. is an exact quote. Transformers 2 is the best movie I've ever seen. That is. Is that totally real? No. That is a 100% I, real. I can, we can call AP or Shannon right now because they both love to bring that up. So I couldn't tell you. Like if you lined up, there's four Transformer movies, right? I, 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 none other, of them are good. I, other, I've seen, I think was it was three. The last one was with Dempsey, right? That no, was, no, that no. was no, no, was no, no, the no, 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 was no. The last one was saw, with the dinosaurs. I never saw that Wahlberg. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah. The third one oh, with Dempsey one was sucked. Shit. But also. the second one was the best movie. Ever. I can't remember the second one. <laughs> you seriously, said like <laughs> if we got Shannon like to call in. He would be like, "All right, can you?" I'm gonna get Transformers two on Netflix tonight, November eighteenth. And then tomorrow he's going to be like, he's, you're just going to see a random tweet. Like, if you're listening to this now, go back to October 6th tweets, and you'll see Lally's <laughs> like, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I really want everybody listening to this to scroll through my Twitter feed and go back to October 5th. Yeah, but tomorrow after you watch it is when you'll probably tweet it. I, it's the this future. is never going to happen. I know. No, I know. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna forget by time. Uh, be like by time we've watched Transformers three tonight. More pizza. Everybody doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey was pretty awesome in that thing. Though. I know that guy. <laughs> I was teammates with Patrick Dempsey. Everybody. How Next was subject. that? Um, <laughs> Go on. Yeah, no, I have excellent movie taste. Mm. I'm a, you know what? You know what I would do if I left auto racing? I could totally be the next Siskel or Ebert. No, no, yep. no. Yep, <laughs> that's not a thing. For uh, yeah, um, or, uh, here, here's the one cinematic credit I'll give you is obviously you and I do a lot of video work together. Yeah, and I don't. I think some people know this. I don't know how many people know this. You know this, Ryan. That we like. I I'm an excellent singer. I never no, tell no. people what they're doing. Like I'll be like, do this action, say this line, read this thing, and that's all anybody right. knows as far as how it comes together. The idea usually comes from Potter or myself or some sort of combination of that. My partner Jason's in on it, and that's it. Yeah. We don't tell anyone right. else what we're doing when we shoot. You kind of know always what I'm doing. Like when I think back to like we did the Sebring video back yeah, in 20. Jumping out of the way of cars. You're jumping between cars. Yeah, exactly. Am I jumping out of the way of cars while I was Exactly. Am I talking to a bird? That's what I was imagining before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> Just worked out. I, you know what? Honestly. I would love, with all the action in Atlanta right now, Yeah, I would love to participate in that. I, it, is, it is what you do fascinates me, and I keep volunteering. And yeah, I think no, you think I I'm kidding. No, I, come I just out, don't I'm want you to see be, how I live. I'm going to be a gopher. <laughs> I want to be You're going to see it. It's terrible. I'm not looking Sean forward to it. Sean Heckman's oh, gopher. Shannon's calling me because oh. I, I called him. Oh, awesome. Hold Are you going to interview him? Speakerphone that? Do it. Shannon, can you hear me okay? Yeah, what's up? Did Andy Lally... Wait, just ask Wait, him. Wait, hold on. We're doing a podcast right now. Ask him what right Andy now. Lally thinks his favorite okay. movie. What is Andy Lally's favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh, Transformers 2. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. 
My favorite movie is Boondog Saints. <laughs> you just confirmed it. Eversley is claiming. <laughs> I cannot even remember Transformers 2. I don't know if you can hear any of this, but Eversley is claiming that uh, uh, Transformers 2 was declared by Lowry to be the best movie ever. And you just yep. confirmed this. Yep, absolutely. That's, that's fact. I, 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 it's on the internet, too, so it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Keep up the Lord's work. Okay. Yep, absolutely. All right, God bless. Shannon. See you. Mr. Musk. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I give you credit. Boondock Saints is awesome. All right, and okay. then you love... Uh, Everybody listening at home, the best... Three movies in the world are number one, Boondock Saints. Yeah. Number two, Usual Suspects. That's what I was going to say. That's fine. And number three, the Back to the Future trilogy <laughs> hmm. is awesome. Have, good. Back to the Future 3 sucked. Back to the Future 1 and 2 are pretty awesome. What was the official date he showed up? Because it was 2015. It's coming up. It's coming yeah. up, isn't it? October 21st, 2015. No, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. The Cubs win the World Series this year. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, we have hoverboards. Video, yeah, hoverboards, video phones. October 20th. It's, it's been all over the internet as different dates because pe- people are like, oh, my God, today's the date. And they, they can digitally change the date that he arrived. But the official date that Marty went into the future was October 21st, 2015. We had hoverboards, uh, clothes that shrunk themselves on your body, and um, self-drying too, right? Self-drying. Oh, yeah. 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 And um, hover cars. Yep, and uh, we and the Cubs won the World Series. Hmm. So that's actually about two weeks ago when you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, you so have missed it. Yeah. So Where will we be? We so will be congratulations, Cubs back fans. To the future, to the past. You and I will be like driving through Nebraska like <laughs> on October 21st. Yeah, exactly. Just staring at each other like cupcakes. <laughs> you want to eat? Go, yeah. go to sleep. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll drive all night. Stop hot box in the car. This is such a great idea. What's it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Tom Pompelli. Tom Pompelli. Big Tom P. Big Tom was, uh, was the first one to sort of pass along a question, and now we, we pass that troth on to you, and, and uh, we're going to go have dinner with uh, our very own Catherine Legg. I would ask her who the worst teammate she's ever had is. Hmm. Okay. What if she'll answer I, I, there's like three answers to this. Like I know ah, she's had three, uh, three serious tolls for teammates. You've never really spoken kind of too publicly about that 2011 season. You know, all politics and, you know, team aside, you know, it had to have been this weird kind of contradiction for you. You know, you're finally doing your dream of running Sprint Cup, but at the same time it's, you know, with an underfunded team, Equipment's probably not where it, where it would have been, and you're not showing as well as you would have liked uh, between seat time, bad equipment, you name it. Uh, how is how is doing that, knowing that you're going to show up, you're not going to look good, but yet it's still your dream at the same time? It, it was, I describe it to people as the most miserable thing I've ever done doing my favorite thing in the world. You know, and uh, we would go to the track. I would go to the track every weekend knowing we're going to get our ass kicked. We, we bought four x roush cars and we we would cycle them through and they were year too old and when we got them we got the chassis and they took all the pickup points off them so we put all the stock stuff back on so there's no development uh halfway through that year we got an engineer so it's just my crew chief and myself that were doing the work on this project and um 
as far as like car setup and right. stuff. And we you're showing up. I mean, you've got no experience. Zero. Since so you have, know how to set a car up. It like was, this, right? yeah. I, I did a couple starting parks at the end of 2010 when Bobby Labonte left uh, TRG and they right. needed a filling guy. And it was like, oh, put Lally in. His sports here. car season's yeah. over and so. we're paying him already. So, um, so I got the opportunity to do that a few times and that was, that was really fun. But, uh, and the pressure was on, and there was a shitload of haters out there, and yeah. it was just people that didn't know, didn't yeah. people that don't know, you know, what we're doing. They like they think it's a stock car, and we're showing up with the same piece that that Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson have. And uh, right. why am I not running out outrunning Dale Jr. because he's not that good? It can't be, you know. And it's like, <laughs> so all these people that don't know a damn thing on the sports car side and on the stock car side right. are just judging left and right, and I'm just. Just going with it. I mean, it, it, if you don't have thick skin when you roll into one of those seasons, you're right. you're, you're not going to survive, and you're going to have it by the time you leave. So right. I was fine with that. I can look in the mirror, accept what 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 I I know what I am, and I know what I'm capable of. Um, that will draw you into the darkest corners of doubt in your life. Sure. Um, but it was also one of the still one of the best times I have. The we were a go or go homer for 18 races before we pulled ourselves into the top 35. And we qualified for 16 of those 18 races, and I was, you know, over the moon about that. Sure. You know, those those 16 laps that we got into those field, that we got into the field on on time on merit, where we're we're sending cup regulars home, um, were some of the best laps in my entire life. And yeah. where you know most of those incidences are a 90-minute practice session, followed by qualifying that night. And I don't think people realize that it's 90 minutes. That's it. Something goes wrong. You have a misfire. Right. Something requires change on the car. Is that, yeah, that's it. And also, that 90 minutes, when you show up to Michigan for the first time, and you're yeah. doing 208, <laughs> rolling yeah, into turn one, exactly. and there's no break, and you just yeah. got to, they're like, just crack out a little, right around, turn in, and then get back in it. Yeah. You know, you, like, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, watch it on TV. It looks fine. You know, right. that thing is, like I said in the beginning of the show. You have this 3,500-pound car. You have, a, you have a dump truck with a space shuttle engine in it, and you're doing 208 miles an hour. That's 208 miles an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's awesome. Right. And so when you so that 90-minute practice session is not 90 minutes of practice. It's a total of probably nine minutes of practice. Yeah. Because you roll out, and so what we do a place that I've never been to before. I get like three laps before I get yelled at on the radio. Like, all right, bring it in. We got to start doing mock runs. And so you go, you know, figure something out. Sometimes three, four, five, six laps. So at let's call it 40 two seconds a lap tops around Michigan, probably not even at that, that point. You get about three and a half minutes of runtime. Then you come back in, you cool down, right. you go through over stuff, they make changes. I give some feedback on the balance of the car, whatnot, like try to like pull in my head in that last three and a half minutes of oh my God, this is fine. What you know, remember my marks. And yeah. I don't have a teammate. I'm it's a single car team. I don't have a teammate I can't get out of the car and be like, hey, Kyle Busch, uh, where are you lifting going into one and where are you getting back in the gas? And when it feels like this and you go across the seam, you know, everybody's just like, so coming yeah. from sports car racing that, you know, right. yeah. whether they assume I have an ego or not or whatever, but there, there wasn't a ton of help. I had a handful of guys that I could go to in the garage, but I felt like I was bothering them. them. Yeah, yeah, I so it. I would go to each one of them. Differently every weekend. Yeah. Like, I would go to Montoya, like, once one weekend, and I'd go to McMurray once yeah. another weekend. I'd go to Bobby Labonte once another weekend. Yeah. Uh, Michael McDowell was pretty friendly, and David Gillen was pretty friendly back then. A uh, handful of guys here and there. Yeah. Um, very rarely would I ever go to the same guy twice. Kurt Busch was actually pretty helpful with me a couple times. Um, just guys 
Guys, actually, funny enough, a lot of guys that have a reputation for maybe not being the friendliest guys were right. actually very friendly to me, and I got along with a, probably about a third of the field. The right. other two-thirds of the field I, I rarely spoke to. Well, I remember you telling me about Darlington, which was your first, I believe, your first DNQ. Yeah. And, I mean, you basically didn't get Darlington a lap. Darlington or Charlotte? Those no, are the two uh, that I didn't qualify for. Dar well, bottom line is you didn't qualify at Darlington. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get... You didn't get any practice time right yeah and, and right. so like mcmurray so tell me that yeah. whole yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> this is a true story um we went out for practice at darlington and we don't have a pull down machine we don't put it on a seven post we don't do anything that every other cup team in the top 40 do um and so we went out i darlington the trickiest track in the planet to negotiate, especially if you're not an oval. You know, I've got now, I get to Darlington, I've got 12 ovals under my belt, 15 tops, and um, and I'm in the Cup Series. And uh, there's more cars in the entered in the race than are going to qualify, so three or four are going home. And uh, we go out, I do like two laps, and we are all over the splitter, meaning I roll into the corner, and the car compresses too far, and, it's, and all the weight goes on the splitter, and that means weight off the tire, which means less front grip, so it's pushing all over the place. We come back in, they're like, oh my God, we make one change and go out, do two more laps, not even close. We have to start doing a massive spring change. We've got to put a bunch of spring in the front to keep the, keep the nose off the ground so I could turn in and still have the tires with the most weight on them instead of just the nose sliding up the track into the wall, where you run right up against the wall anyway. Um, as soon as we get the springs off the car, it starts pouring rain. <laughs> Practice is done. This is, you know, this is, you could fact check this real easy. Go to, go to J-Ski and pull up Darlington 2011. We only go there once a year, and um, check that out. And we uh, we weren't able to. Uh, we, so we go out and qualifying. We got we change everything. So you change everything. You you're not doing 208 at, at like you are at Michigan, but you're doing one uh, 180 ish, 175, <laughs> well, 180. Yeah, and just 180. Yeah. That yeah. you have to break in both ends on because it's old bumpy track. It's awesome. It's a mecca yeah. for, for auto racing. Um, and I go talk to um, Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray, and I ask where he's breaking for one and three. That's all I need. I, I got to figure. Out, I'm going to haul ass, and I'm going to break wherever he's you've breaking. You've still not done a proper lap. I've yeah, I've done I've done probably under ten laps, right. all dragging the and splitter. And none of the splitter was none, picking you right, up, right? None, exactly. None at speed. And uh, and he tells me where he's breaking for one. But he's like, you know what, I'm just doing kind of sight picture in the three, so I really can't tell you. I think I'm going to the gate. And I'm like, all right. And so I get out of there, and I go to uh, Bobby Labonte's trailer. And I'm like, hey, we you break it for three. And he tells me the two mark. And I'm like, wow. I wasn't, I couldn't get to the two mark. I was maybe at the three mark. It was as deep as I could go. Uh, but, I, you know, I didn't say it. I just like, yes, sir, thanks, cool. cool thanks. I'll stop taking up your time. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I was probably breaking it. Yeah, yeah, I was just go past just that. wanted to see if you were breaking yeah. deep enough, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably go to the one and a half and qualify, maybe. <laughs> so, so I roll out of the pits, get up to speed, and I'm getting up to, sp like, you come out of the pits and you're, you know, you're the, the fastest a tire is on an oval, not the road course tire, but on an oval, we'll beep is, that out. oh, right. The yep. fastest, the fastest that uh, a NASCAR stock car tire is, a Sprint Cup Series tire is, is its very first rotation. It's, that's its stickiest, and it starts falling off and then, which is why you see, you, you hear the term one and done. You do one lap, and, and you're done. So you pull out of the pits, you get up to speed as quick as you can, and come through 
NASCAR three and four at Darlington, and you know, I, I look at the two marker, and I'm not quite to that speed because I'm just I'm still pulling out of the pits, so I'm not hauling ass coming out of two. And I'm like, man, that looks deep. <laughs> and I, I roll into turn one, boom, gets up, I get to power, I'm like, wow, this might maybe work. Go down, and I'm as I'm going down the straight, I'm staring at the two marker, and I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> and, but I got to do it because here's the thing. It's the only way. It's, a, it's the only way yeah. you're going to get in this track. It's the only way you're going to get in the race is I got to listen to the advice that I got, and I got to do it because it's not like, oh, I broke at the three. I just lost two tenths, three tenths on entry, and then there's no way. I'm, I'm going home. So I've got one chance. I got to, on faith, got to listen to what these guys said. I go to the two marker, hit the brakes, freaking nose hits the floor, and I straight slam in the wall. And my first instinct is basically, my, my first reaction is disbelief and um i'm not i'm not i'm not accepting it yeah and i just stay in the power <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time in my life i drove a real racetrack the way i drive a video nascar game. video games <laughs> when you just drive into the wall and you keep your foot on it and just work and it comes all the way out and i am just tearing the right side off i don't have a darlington stripe i have a darlington oh so you had damage turned on tumor Damage was turned off. I had damage turned off, right. right. Uh, but apparently damage wasn't turned off. And I kept my foot in it all the way into the thing, and my crew chief just came on the radio. He was like, don't you dare try lap two. Because <laughs> <laughs> the car was done. It was, it was done. And um, the we missed the race by two-tenths of a second. That's crazy. Um, Scotty Riggs, myself, Brian Kozlowski, and somebody else missed that race that weekend. Uh yeah, so that's my Darlington story. I forgot how we got on that. I asked. You asked about <laughs> I said, tell me the Darlington <laughs> story. Oh, tell me the Darlington story. Right, uh, that's probably how it happened. So, so yeah, so there's, there's, there's been – so sometimes, they, most of the time, they were helpful. And I've not to take anything from Bobby. He was always good for me. He, he was actually always well, – I think everybody at this table would agree. He's yeah, one of the coolest yeah, kids out there. Yeah, really yeah. Good dude. Yeah. He went through some – yeah, he went through some shit I went through with that team. So, huh, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is something you and I have actually never spoken about. Uh, people refer to you as the Sprint Cup Rookie of the Year a lot. Yeah. Do you like that, or do you kind of wince? Um. And to put this, to put to put some context on that for outside of the table, I mean, you're effectively the only one entered. Yeah. In the Rookie of the yeah, Year. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Bell and Brad, uh, Brian Kozlowski, Brad Kozlowski entered, but, uh, but they Brian did it on a minuscule budget and yeah. didn't have enough. Money to make all the money. Yeah, to make he didn't all show the races. The races and and Tej, um, similar. Yeah. So I mean, the bottom line is, you were the only one who kind of ran right, effectively the whole right. season. And so people blame so. me that I'm the only guy that's entered. Yeah. For the thing. <laughs> well, that's what you went for. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like I was. I like I waited. Guys, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> now's our time. <laughs> I've been wait. I'm 35. I'm. I've been wait 34. I was 34 in my rookie year, and you know now's the time. Nobody else is in it, and then so obvious then. Of course, Trevor Bain is put in the Daytona 500 that year after doing two two other oh, races that's right, and yeah. a rookie that's not eligible because yeah. he declared for nationwide, for nationwide. wins the race. <laughs> I still get work through the race after wrecking out in the big one, coming <laughs> <laughs> home 33rd. And um, plenty of Trevor Bain fans tweeted you that. Oh I'm sure. man, I get, I get, yeah, yeah. So no, but I mean, do you wince though? Do uh, I? I don't wince because here's the thing: like growing up. Um, Davey Allison and Jeff Bodine were big. I was big fans of Jeff just because he was from New York. Uh, right. I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to be like that. And 
and, and Davey Allison. Both of those both of those guys are rookies of the year. My name is sitting on some plaque somewhere that says NASCAR Rookie of the Year. And as a kid, that is a massive dream come true. Sure. And it's an honor to have that, even though it's de by default. I don't ever go around and tell people sure. that I was the NASCAR rookie. I say I raced NASCAR in 2011. And um, I never, like, you know, I never pound my chest and say, I got a participation award. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, there's... No, I think that's fair. No, yeah, it's completely fair. No, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, hang, I, hang, I hang my race. I hang my hat on other accomplishments in right. auto racing and the sports car stuff. And I, I think that's what I want my my legacy. My what I want to be remembered for. Well, is, and I'm pretty sure at this table and probably at this entire bar, there's probably only one person here who's ever raced in Sprint Cup. So, you know, you'll <laughs> so I think. I mean, who right. knows? I yeah, yeah. I look. Yeah. yeah. So you've always got yeah 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 so um, yeah and that's a dream come true and and as as tough as it was mentally financially and all that uh, to go through the, the crap that we went through I would still probably not trade it for you know the Porsche factory ride or uh, whatever that I might have maybe missed out on trying to go that route. On that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, flame yeah. of fire. I'm sure your mortgage well, broker would disagree. Well, we're <laughs> not going to call him ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I want to say it was Texas. Didn't David Reagan get in your car and Charlotte. drive? Or Charlotte? Was Charlotte it? keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and my guys didn't just didn't have faith in me. They're like, oh, oh what right. are you? Yeah. My, my, I, remember I had an engineer that was just like, this is a top 15 car. <laughs> and yeah. I literally laughed in the me, meeting. It's not me. It's definitely you. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. And, you know, to give that guy credit, his he had one end tied behind his back too because it's not like we went testing. Yeah, yeah, right. And right, gave this sure. one engineer, or did we give him even simulation? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, he had his notes from from the team that he came from and went through. Yeah, but he was like, yeah, it's top eighteen, fifteen, <laughs> top fifteen car. Sure. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. Yeah. Because um, you drove, and then David Reagan got in, I think, on the same tires or something. No, we, or we both we both stickered up. Yeah. And um, and he came back in. He yeah, he came back in like he was driving the number six UPS he car got the that, pole that day. Yeah. Yes, got the pole that yeah. day. Yeah, and and he got he got in my car and uh, not bragging anything. Oh, because he, he had the Roush deal in my seat. Yeah, he was yeah. at that time he had the Roush deal, yeah. so you were allowed to drive that and car. And he right wasn't there. able to replicate the time that I was. And I watched him roll into turn three after I told my guys it doesn't turn in three, and yeah. we're getting on yeah. the right front, and uh, and just walked straight up the track, finished crossed uh, after one lap on 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 stickers, stickers and then just put it to the bottom of the track come in and, and tell them everything verbatim that I, I've been telling them right, I mean so that's got to give you some sort of like yeah. okay I'm not I'm not a moron right I might not be the best guy Absolutely. out here but no, and like, the same thing happened I'm not your problem with that with that team the same thing happened in like my third ever truck race they're like hey let's get Matt Craft this was before Matt Crafton's championships and everything like that and um, but he was a known race winner yeah, he'd be Good. still at that yeah. time he already had 200 and whatever truck races in his yeah head. um and he got in my car, and, and actually he went about a tenth and a half faster than me at Atlanta. No sure, speedway. yeah. And, uh, Fast. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'd done like two mock runs in my whole life at that point. And, uh, but we were way more than a tenth and a half off the base. That uh, still put you 29. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It's funny, we really didn't give in, get into much sports car at all. Well, that's, that's probably a good thing. thing. No, it is probably good. <laughs> You're happy at Magnus? 
I love Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're like, yeah. And did you have a good time at Magnus? Right. <laughs> did you enjoy the last few years? <laughs> Leaving this good open ended. Well, um, we're glad to hear that. Yeah. Here's a bag. Here's a parting <laughs> gift. It's got all your stuff in it. Pizza's on trailer. us. And <laughs> please stop calling. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we've got plenty to work with here. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I think uh, Continental's got the check. Yep. Boom. I'm finished. All right. Andy Lally, ladies and gentlemen. Always entertaining. Um, if you hadn't figured out in uh, in the recording, these are a little bit out of order from when we recorded the first few, uh, just because we wanted to sort of change it up and, and kind of put a few different voices up front. Uh, but uh, one thing we want to do to close out every one of these is promote sort of uh, friends of ours that are in different bands. Obviously, if you're listening to this, it means you're on some sort of music device or on your computer or whatnot. So, uh, so we want to promote a few different friends of ours. Uh, the first one we want to promote is a good friend of mine, Teresa Calpatura. Uh, you actually, if you're a fan of Andy Lally and Magnus Racing, you actually have already heard Teresa's work. Uh, she is part of a group called The Blue Hours. They're available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, whatever the hell that is. They're a cool group with kind of a different sound. Uh, and Teresa was actually the person who put together all the music for the Rediscover sports car videos that Magnus put out uh, with the toy cars and the whole thing. That That's kind of all Teresa's doing. So uh, here is the Blue Hours. Check them out. Hope you enjoyed our first episode. <laughs>